I'm Sam. We're, We're human, human beings, beings. And, and we, we like, like movies. movies. We'll be doing reviews of brand new releases, old classics, entire sagas, and even TV shows and video games. This, this is Reaction Time. Oh, well, hey everybody. Welcome to the 19th episode of Reaction Time. I am all by myself today because we are talking about The Mandalorian and Craig has not seen any of it ever in all four years that it has existed. So we unfortunately are by ourselves today, but we'll still have a good time. So the first portion of this episode is going to be completely spoiler-free. I'm not going to spoil anything about any of the seasons of The Mandalorian at the beginning because I know some people are kind of like iffy on that. So I'll just give my completely honest opinion about this third season. And then that'll be pretty quick. And then I'll go ahead and get into spoilers. Um, when I get into spoilers, expect me to spoil all three seasons of The Mandalorian. And then later probably spoil pretty much everything Star Wars that has ever existed. So if you're wary of that, uh, don't listen to that part. But I'll let you know when we get there. So The Mandalorian season three. Uh, confusing is the word I would use to describe this. I am not quite sure what happened in between the second season and this season because the first two seasons of The Mandalorian were incredible and this season just was not. It had really cool elements and it had some really, really cool kind of moments of greatness, but then overall it was very, very not great. Not, it wasn't bad, bad. Um, it wasn't something that like super bugs me, but it was definitely lower tier content. As far as like a TV show overall, I would probably give it a five and a half out of 10. As far as a Star Wars TV show, I'd probably give it like a four out of 10. Um, it, and, and when I say confusing, I do not mean that it was hard to follow. I mean that the choices they made confuse me because they had something great going and they did not capitalize on that at all. So, I mean, that's basically my entire opinion spoiler free of it. I'm going to go through all the episodes and kind of talk about what on earth happened and why. Do I recommend people watch this? No. This is, I think, one of the first things that I have reviewed on this podcast that I do not recommend people watch. It's not great. I can give you snippets to watch. I can give you parts that are like cool. This is a waste of time to watch for the most part. So I don't recommend it. That being said, please subscribe to our podcast. You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month, either on our podcast website or on Patreon. Both links will be in the show notes. When you subscribe to the podcast, you get to choose any movie or TV show for us to watch and review. And we'll get to it as soon as we possibly can. And you can also get a shout out in one of our podcasts, especially if you want to plug something like a channel of yours, an Instagram page of yours, something like that. So, okay. Let's get into spoilers. I'm going to spoil Mandalorian season one, two, and three, mostly season three, and give my thoughts about all of it. So my opinion is that this entire season can be defined by the closing shot of the entire season, which was some wacky Looney Tunes, close a circle on Grogu, and then fade to black. This whole season felt so cheesy and weird. The end uh, makes me kind of angry. Look, Mandalorian season two was phenomenal start to finish. There was not a single bad episode. There was one episode that was like a little on the slower side, but was still a lot better than most of this season. It ended on such a good note. 
And then guess what happened? The special, special people at Lucasfilm decided to destroy everything that they have created, which they do. And they put Grogu back with Mando completely off the show and a completely different show because Grogu makes them a lot of money and they don't want him to be gone. They made him completely inconsequential in this season. They made the Mandalorian completely inconsequential in this season. They focused on Bo the entire time, which Bo-Katan's awesome, but still, why? And then they ended with basically nothing. The end of the season puts us almost exactly where we were at the first episode of the Mandalorian season one, except for now they're, he's with Grogu. Like that's the only real difference right now in the entire show. So real quick, I'm going to go through each of the episodes, give a super quick breakdown of what happened and what I thought of them. Chapter, chapter 17, first episode, the apostate was fine but it felt more the pace of an episode that needed to be in season one. So basically Mandalorian shows up back on Navarro with Grogu. They're kind of chilling. He wants to create something to protect Grogu. Pirates show up. They fight the pirates at the end. Weird opener for like your biggest show you've ever created, right? Pretty short episode also. Next episode, Minds of Mandalore. They go to Mandalore. This was, I I think, a pretty good episode. This was maybe one of the better ones. They show up to Mandalore, they go down to the mines. This is where you discover that the Mythosaur is still alive. Din gets beat by this cybernetic creature, person thingy, not person, animal, doohickey. Uh, Bo shows up, saves him, and yeah, that's kind of that episode. Pretty good, not not horrible. Chapter 19, episode three, why? Okay, one hour long, the longest episode of the entire season, Almost the entire thing spent on Coruscant, which Coruscant's dope, but the freaking plot was so boring. Basically, the entire thing is Dr. Pershing is now with the New Republic because I don't know if he got captured or whatever. And then he gets tricked and then his mind gets erased and now he can't use his cloning. And they spent like 45 minutes telling us the story. The beginning of this episode, the first like five minutes and then the last like five or 10 minutes are incredible. Like top tier Mandalorian content because there's like super awesome dog fights and everything. But then the middle portion is so weird and inconsequential in any way. Like I kept thinking that after this episode, we were going to find out the why and the like what happens next. Nope, never mentioned again. And it probably will never be mentioned ever again. Dr. Pershing's mind is just fried and they spent 40 minutes doing that, I guess. It was, I don't, yeah, it's a bad episode. Chapter, uh, episode four, The Foundling. Um, they go back to Mandalore and just kind of help save uh, Paz Vizsla's son. Kind of a whatever episode. It, I didn't. It was really short. It was kind of whatever. Really mid. I, I didn't care too much. Uh, chapter five. They go back to Navarro and beat the pirates. Pretty cool episode, but again, just kind of whatever. And it's it's weird because at this point we're like more than halfway through the season. There's still not like a main villain of the season, and. It's just like, we're not, it's not going anywhere. Like we're just not making any progress. And season two just made so, so, so much progress in the story and in character development and everything. And in this, just nobody does anything. It's very boring. Chapter six or chapter 22, sorry. Stupid Jack Black and Lizzo. Oh my word. Again, if this season can be defined by anything, it may be the fact that Jack Black and Lizzo were in an episode, and not only in an episode, but like main characters of this episode. I love Jack Black. I hate Lizzo, but who doesn't? Jack Black does not belong in Star Wars, okay? It was so, 
it was just bad. It was a bad episode. I'm sorry. I'm I'm grumpy. Okay. Episode seven, the spies, not bad, not not horrible, but still like let something happen, please. But they go, you know, they go back to Mandalore. They take kind of everybody, um, you know, and then Din gets captured. Paz Vizsla dies. Mandalorians are kind of in a, a skirmish and then the episode ends. And then the finale. Finale was kind of cool, but at the same time, there were just things in it that were like, why are you doing it this way? It's very weird. So the entire season felt like the video, like a video game played completely on easy mode where there's side missions you don't care for, side characters you don't care for that they spend way too much time on and you don't really get anywhere because you're waiting for the next game to come out and that's kind of it. So ah, let's talk about a couple of things that bug me about this. First of all, you know, actually, let's, let's, go into, uh, let's go into categories, okay? And then when we get to story, we'll get to story. So first of all, visuals. Now, it was fine. A lot of it was really good. There were some things that I, I just think they need to step away from the volume a little bit because they're struggling to use it to its full ability. And I think if you're not going to put in the budget and the time into it that you need to, you shouldn't be using it. And I actually am more of a proponent for green screening. And I know that's kind of difficult with their armor and stuff, but I think a lot of times it looks better. So visuals, I'm going to give a 170. Mostly really good, but I, I just think that they're not quite to their potential. So let's go to story. Um, I'll, be, I'll be relatively quick on this, but let's talk about a couple things. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about four things that describe, five things that describe this season. One, Din Djarin gives the Darksaber back to Bo-Katan on a technicality. Because he says, oh, you know, when you came to rescue me, like that creature had, had beaten me and I dropped the Darksaber and then you beat the creature, which means like technically you're the owner, right? Fine, it's a technicality. But in the last season of The Mandalorian, Moff Gideon made it very clear, even though we all kind of knew this, but he made it very clear. He said, the sword does not have any power. The story does, okay? So it's not about the fact that you have the sword. It's about how you got it and why you have it. So the fact that she won it on a technicality because didn't really honestly because he kind of didn't want it and kind of sucked with it is dumb. That doesn't hold any power. So she, if if people are going to get the dark saber off of technicalities, a way different person should have it right now. Like we can go back through rebels and Clone Wars and figure out who should have it. It's probably not Bo. So two, Jack Black and Lizzo. Terrible idea. Terrible episode. Lizzo is one of the worst actors I've ever seen. Worst actor in Star Wars by far. Um, so just bad, but those guys being in there is just Disney screwing things up again. Three, the fact that they just destroyed the Darksaber by squeezing it after it being around for over a thousand years is kind of lame. So poo-poo on them for that. Four, Gideon dying in like the most stupid Looney Tunes type of way where it's just like, oh no, I'm on fire. And then he just kind of disintegrates and disappears. Kind of dumb. And five, the Looney Tunes ending where everyone's ha happy ending, blah, blah, blah. Not my favorite. Again, flashes of greatness, but really small flashes in this season. So story, it it didn't go anywhere, okay? They gave Grogu, Grogu back to, uh, to Din in Book of Boba and then did nothing with him in this season. Like, like he did not advance as a character at all. And really neither did Din. And the trailer set us up to think 
basically all the trailers were like, the armor was like, Din, you have to go to the waters, the, the mines of Mandalore and redeem yourself. And you're like, okay, this whole thing's going to be like him trying to get back there and redeeming himself and ruling Mandalore maybe and all this stuff. Second episode, he redeems himself. The rest of it's just like, how do we get Mandalore back together? That's it. So, boo. Story, I'm going to... Woof. I'm going to give it an 80 on story because I am pretty peeved about it, okay? Acting, man, Lizzo gets a zero out of 200 and it's all I can think of. Um, Everybody's fine. Pedro Pascal did not act in this show. He was just a voice actor. uh, uh, Katie Sackhoff is amazing. Armor is amazing. Pretty much everybody in this is really, really good. When they do stupid cameos like Jack Black, Lizzo, Tim, whatever his face is, the guy who was the principal and Mean Girls, I can't remember his name. I think it's Tim Tim Meadows. Um, they, they're they bad in Star Wars. I think it's just that they don't fit. And when I get into Star Wars a little bit more in a different episode, I'll let you know like what the acting in Star Wars should be and why Hayden Christensen is a really good Star Wars actor. Fight me. But it was bad. So, But all of the main acting was very, very, very good. Giancarlo Esposito felt a little flat for me. So I'm going to give it a 165. Um just because they did really bad cameos and stuff, and so I just didn't care for it. The score was good. The Mandalorian score is cool. It this was season was not scored by the same. It wasn't composed by Ludwig Gorgens. Gorgon. Gorgon. I don't know how to say his name. Gorgon. His his name is Ludwig Gorgensen. It's probably something like that. Pretty Eastern European and vibey. So. Uh, they utilized, so it's somebody different. They still utilized his, you know, um, but it was it was pretty good. I'm gonna give it a 170 again. You know, uh, good. You know, had good good moments, but um, nothing like super to write home about. But still had some really really good stuff. So and then vibe, <sighs> there was some super cool action especially in the last episode and a couple episodes where there was good dog fighting, which is like, those are great. But like overall, if I have to pick overall, here's the thing, dog fighting, I'm going to give like, like the action, I'm going to give it 190, okay? But overall vibe, if I have to like tell you how I feel about the season, can let down out of 200, can that be my score? It's just like a letdown. I'll give it a lot of stuff I did not care for. 65, maybe? Um, just not, blech, just not good. So- Mandalorian, out of out of a thousand, I'm giving it a six fifty. That's what my score adds up to. So let's talk about a couple other things, shall we? Okay. So many storylines in this show ended up just not meaning anything at all. Let's go through a couple of them. Okay. The entire Dr. Pershing episode. And here's the thing, maybe some of these storylines will be touched on in the future, but you shouldn't wait two and a half years to make a season of your hit show and do lame storylines that might get resolved in the future. You need to come out swinging, and they just absolutely did not, okay? So that didn't go anywhere. Like, he kept talking about gene splicing, and I need this, and I need to do, you know, I'm cloning and all this stuff, and then he just ends up being nothing, and they never mention him again. Well, they mention him once, but nothing happens, okay? Weird, 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 weird choice. Um, You know, it's just the storylines that don't mean anything. In episode six, when they go to Jack Black's planet, so what? They just go to find some... They're going on a stupid side mission to figure out what droids are corrupt and why or whatever. It's the third season. You got to be done doing side missions. So stuff like that is just really, really annoying. The clones, okay? 
Moff Gideon has been setting up, well, we've been getting set up with his clones for two seasons now, okay? Where, you know, people are like, is it Snoke? Is he building the First Order? Is he trying to clone Palpatine? Yada, yada, yada. And then, would you know it? They're clones of him. And for some reason, he's set up a button where if Din presses one button, it kills all his clones. Huh. That's lazy writing. Okay. So I'm just confused. I, I don't get it. Bo-Katan. She tells the armorer she saw the mythosaur. And the armorer's like, there have been many who have said they've seen the mythosaur in visions and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. And Bo's like, no, I saw it in real life. And she's like, sure you did. That's very cool for you. And then the next episode, she's like, yeah, you know, I believe you. Let's have you take off your helmet because now I'm not grumpy. And let's have you be the person who goes and gets uh, all the Mandalorians and unites them. That would be really cool. Let's do that. Lazy writing. Cool. Cool, cool. Uh, the random people who just been living on Mandalore, the you know skinny Pete from Breaking Bad, the people on, who are on the pirate ship, they've been living on Mandalore all this time and they had no idea there was a, a giant imperial base underneath of them for like 40 years. Okay, cool. Good for you, bro. So, sorry, I'm upset by this season because Star Wars has sucked since, well, live action Star Wars has sucked since Mandalorian season two, which ended late 2020. So we have not had good Star Wars in a while, live action Star Wars. So basically, let's talk about the why of why all this happened, okay? I'm going to get really quickly into actual just behind the scenes stuff and what's going on at Disney and at Lucasfilm really quick for anybody who's curious. Anybody find it strange that this is the only season of The Mandalorian where Pedro Pascal did not show his face even once? Do you know why? Because in season two of The Mandalorian, this guy who is an actor, so he's, you know, automatically a prima donna, decided that he wanted to show his face more, even though he took a role of a man who wears a helmet all the time. So he walked off of set and got into a big beef with Jon Favreau. They beefed hard. They do not like each other. And when Mandalorian season three showed up, they used uh, doubles for the entire thing. And at the very, very, very end, Pedro Pascal showed up and did ADR which is the, you know, the voiceover for everything. That's why he didn't take off his helmet even once because he wasn't on set even once. Not once. You will not find a picture of Pedro Pascal on set because he doesn't want to do this anymore. Okay, so let's talk about why Grogu is in The Mandalorian. Kathleen Kennedy, piece of garbage producer for Lucasfilm. She only cares about money and she has no idea how to make Star Wars. So what happened was they took, Luke Skywalker took Grogu at the end of season two and that was going to be an incredible storyline. And you know what she said? But but Mandalorian is our, our biggest hit. And if Grogu's not in it, nobody's going to watch and we're not going to make any money. So can, is there a show we can throw together really, really quick? And like in the middle of the show, let's just get him back to Mando so that when we come out with Mando season three, then they can be back together and people will watch it again so we can make a lot of money. Okay. I'm not making this up. This is real life. Okay. So instead of having a really good storyline and having cool episodes like Boba Fett's uh, episode five and six in Mandalorian season three, which would have worked way better. We got a really quickly thrown together Book of Boba Fett show where randomly they took two episodes just for the Mandalorian and they got Grogu back together with Mandalorian. Now look, not a lot of people watch Boba Fett. Not a lot of casual fans watch Boba Fett. So season three of Mando comes around and people are like, oh, hold on, why is Grogu back with Mandalorian? Luke took him away, what's happening? So people are feeling confused and jaded and all sorts of different stuff because Kathleen Kennedy only wants money. She does not want to tell a good story and she needs to be fired. So now let's talk about flashes of greatness. Okay, 
Let's look at all of the live action shows that have come out since Mandalorian season two. Because as far as live action goes, it was Mandalorian season one, Mandalorian season two, and then we got a slew of shows, okay? We then got Book of Boba Fett, mid with two cool Mando episodes. We got Kenobi, mostly bad with a few really cool flashes of greatness, especially in the finale, okay? Then we got Andor, hot garbage, like hot, hot garbage, but it looked very, very nice. And I, I can say that the writing was, the, it was okay, but it was not as great as people say. And then we get uh, Mandalorian season three, which was also mid with flashes of greatness. So what's going on? Why isn't Star Wars great anymore? I'll tell you why. Because of the lack of consequence, okay? Let me walk you through some Star Wars movies really quick. Episode one, Qui-Gon Jinn dies, which leaves Anakin Skywalker with, instead of the father figure that he really, really needed, which was a Jedi who often went against the council because he knew the best way to live as a Jedi and still be like a normal-ish person. Instead of getting that, he got stuck with Obi-Wan, who was great, but was too much of a rule follower to help Anakin with what he really needed. Episode two, Anakin falls in love, loses his arm. He has to choose basically if he's going to be with the Jedi or not. His mom dies, which is like the last thing he actually has. So he clings on to Padme, marries Padme in secret. So now he's just living a double life. Episode three, obviously the biggest consequence movie of Star Wars, right? Anakin has to choose whether he wants to trust Palpatine and basically destroy everything he's ever known to try to save Padme, even though he doesn't know if it'll work, or to abandon all of that, risk Padme's death and save the Jedi, right? Episode four, Luke, his whole family dies. Then he meets Obi-Wan. He thinks Obi-Wan's going to help, help, help him become this big Jedi and everything. Obi-Wan dies. Episode five, Luke finds out that Darth Vader's his freaking father, okay? Spoiler alert. Episode six, Luke has to decide, first of all, if he's going to join the dark side. Second, he has to decide if he's going to kill Vader after he beats him. And then third, Vader has to decide if he's going to kill the emperor or kill his own son. Consequence, okay? There was zero consequences in Mandalorian season three. There were zero consequences in Andor. There were zero consequences in Book of Boba Fett. There were zero consequences in Kenobi, okay? They are struggling to tell a story where people might die or people might have to sacrifice something because they're way too afraid of getting rid of characters that they might want to use in the future. And guess how they play that out in one of the freaking sequel movies? Luke Skywalker says, no one's ever really gone. And Disney takes that to heart because if they kill somebody off, whatever, we'll just bring them back. I don't care. Or we just won't kill them off or we'll pretend to kill them. Like stupid Reva, who got stabbed twice by the most powerful force, force user in the galaxy and didn't die. Someone explain that one to me. So they're really, really struggling to make shows with consequence, man. If you look at Tales of the Jedi, which is an animated short series about uh, half about Count Dooku and half about Ahsoka Tano, it's all consequence, all of it. Everybody has consequences for their actions. They have to choose between two really, really hard things in almost every single one of those episodes. So I'm just saying they're really on the struggle bus. Disney should sell Star Wars like 100%. So that was my rant about how much I did not like this season of Mandalorian. Let's talk about a couple of really dope things. Okay, Katie Sackhoff loves Bo-Katan, her character that she plays. And Bo-Katan is freaking awesome, dude. She is so dope. 
even if her character isn't always written perfectly, she is just a really, really cool character. She's a strong female character who has a reason to be strong, unlike Rey who got no training or had any trials or ever lost anything ever. Bo-Katan has lost a ton. Her sister died. She lost the Darksaber. She lost Mandalore. She lost everybody's respect. She's a dope fighter. She's really strong. She's really cool, okay? The armorer's cool. The Mandalorian is cool, even though they started writing him a little bit poor. And Grogu's cool, okay? Oh, we didn't even talk about the fact that Ahmed Best <laughs> saved Grogu. Look, I get it that the cameo of Ahmed Best saving Grogu was like, some people didn't love it. I thought it was dope because, so Ahmed Best played Jar Jar Binks. He got bullied to the point where he um, was just extremely depressed. And now they've basically given him new life and created him a new character. And he is now the Jedi who saves Grogu from the Jedi Temple. Again, another storyline that they didn't wrap up. What? But I thought that was awesome. It wasn't the best looking scene ever, but I think it was really nice of them to do that. That's all. And then the, sh the ships, like the fighting and the Mandalorian starfighters and just everything just like, that is so good. That's, that's Star Wars, dude. Star Wars is not as much about the dialogue and stuff that they try to make it about now. Star Wars is really about the story, like a ton. And it really is about action. People who say that like, nothing should just be about action. Like, why do you think John Wick exists, huh? Star Wars should be really, really, really cool to watch. It should just be fun. A kid should be able to watch it and be excited the whole time. Star George Lucas himself said that Star Wars was made for kids. And it really, it is, and it should be. But like in a really good way, you know? If a kid watches Mandalorian season three, there are parts that are fun, but there's a lot of dialogue that's just like, it's kind of boring. It's like, let's get Mandalore together. And they keep saying that over and over again. It's just like, Ugh. So I think we need to bring back lightsabers in a good way because they suck at lightsabers too. We need to bring back space battles and bring back the limbs getting chopped off, man. Why don't people get their arms chopped off anymore? I'm pissed about that. So yeah, anyway, I feel jaded. Okay, let's talk about the future of Star Wars for two seconds and then we can be done because I'm just bleh, mad about this season. Okay, so we got Ahsoka Tano. I think it's just called Ahsoka coming out in August. If this show is bad or not, even if this show is not great, I am going to be done getting excited for Star Wars. That doesn't mean I'm going to be done watching it, but I am not going to hype myself up for anything like at all. Live action. Almost everything they've done that's animated has been incredible. Like super, super good. Tales of the Jedi was good. Bad Batch was good. Just, just everything, okay? But the live action stuff has been really, really bad. And their lightsabers look horrible. So I hope that's good. I think Skeleton Crew will be bad. I'm predicting it now. I think it's going to be a horrible TV show. Like really bad. Like I think it's going to be She-Hulk bad. I'm calling it right now. And then the Acolyte. I think is going to have so much potential that is not met at all. I think that they're going to screw up the lightsabers. I think they're going to screw up the characters and they're going to use people who don't know how to swing a lightsaber in main roles and it's going to look super goofy. Okay, that's my prediction. Okay, sorry, this has just been like crap on the Mandalorian for half an hour, but that's what it is, you know? Okay, that's it. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Rocky Eats Aardvarks calling... Tickly Inches, Oprah Narcotics, Taurus Ike, Mink, Hello. That's it for today's episode of Reaction Time. Please subscribe. Whatever app you're listening on, please subscribe. Go ahead and check out all of the links in the show notes. That's going to give you links to 
our Discord, Instagram, YouTube, yada, 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 whatever. Please, if you want to donate, subscribe uh, for at least 99 cents a month. That'll help us out a ton. We have several subscribers right now, which is going to help us to go see more movies uh, with the new releases. And yeah, thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Bye.